for choosing to listen yet again. I hope everybody's day has been amazing so far. I know yesterday was Christmas, so I hope everything went well with you and your family. I'm so excited that we get to celebrate the gift and even to celebrate the gifter. We'll go ahead and get started on the day. Let us pray. God, we thank you, God, for everything. God, we say thank you, God, for all blessings, big and small, oh God. Thank you, Father, for your unconditional love. We say thank you, God, for your mercy and for your grace, oh God. We thank you, God, for loving us, God, way past our faults, God. And even when you see our flaws, God, we thank you, God, that you're able, God, to hide them. And Lord God, you allow us to be shown, God, through you, Father. God, we thank you, God, for everything. We love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I read a quote the other day, and it simply says, I want God, not my idea of God. C.S. Lewis, I decided to look up idea of, and the definition was an opinion or belief. I've been in church all of my life, and I'm 31 years old. Growing up in church, we were simply taught that God was an angry God. They gave us the idea that God was angry, that he was not so merciful. And if you mess up, you were definitely going to hell. That was my idea of him when I was younger. As time went along, when we moved churches, my idea changed of him. I learned about his love and I learned about his mercy and I learned about his grace, something that I never knew before. So then I began to form that idea of him. As I got older, time progressed. We moved again. Um, This time I decided to go my own way to a different church and um, through those teachings and through those lessons, I formed another idea of God. Um, a better idea, more so, you know, how much love and his never-ending love and his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. So that idea stuck with me for a long time. Those ideas that were formed and the idea that I have had of God was through other people. So I guess I could say that I was guilty by association. I didn't have my own relationship with him. So my idea of him was through other people. Of course, we grow older. Um, situations come. Tragedies come. Circumstances come. And this is where I begin to form my own relationship with him. When you form a relationship with someone, you get your own experience. You get your own definition of who someone is and who they can be. Um, In this time of my life, I began to experience God in a different way. I began to go deeper into his word for myself. I began to study his word for myself. So in that way, I could form my own idea of him. My own idea of him. But as I began to go through different things in my life... I got to experience God for who he really was to me. Not my version of my parents telling me 
who God was and who he could be. Not the version of a preacher giving me their idea of God or what they studied and what they learned. It was me experience God as a protector, as a provider, as a way maker, as a friend. But most of all, I got to experience the unfailing love that he has for his people. A lot of times we end up in church simply because our parents forced us there. We were so afraid to go to hell or we really want to know him for ourselves. So my question today, what is your idea of him? Do you have a relationship with him? Or are you just going through the motions? Are you guilty by association? Or do you really have a relationship with him? The relationship is important because if you don't know him for yourself, if you have no idea who he truly is, you can't go to him for those reasons. You won't go to him for those reasons. A relationship with God is better than your own idea of him or what you think that he is. My grandmother used to say, you have to know that you know that you know. You have to know him. If you look at it like this, if you have a relationship with the opposite sex, you want to learn them. You want to know their likes and their dislikes, their do's and their don'ts. And how do you do that? You spend time with them. You get to know them. And that's how your relationship has to be with Christ. You have to get to know him. He has a whole book about him. He has a book about his life. He has a book about the do's and the don'ts and the likes and the dislikes. He has a tell-all book about him. Your idea of God, your belief of him, your opinion of him holds no comparison to what and who he truly is. C.S. Lewis simply says, I want God. When you want someone, you want everything that pertains to them. When you want something, you desire that. Everything about them. I want God. Not my idea of him. Not what I think of him. Not what I believe him to be. I want him and everything that he entails. Everything that he possesses, everything that he can give me, everything about him, that's what I want. I've learned that God truly is the best thing that can happen to you. He is truly the best thing that you could ever receive. Looking back now, about thinking about who I thought he was and now knowing who he is it really blows my mind because who I thought he was has no comparison to who he truly is and I get it I get why C.S. Lewis says I want God Not my idea of God. The idea of 
someone being so mean, someone being so unforgiving, because that's who I thought he was when I was younger. Ideas come because that's what people want you to believe or what you think in your mind. You form an opinion. You should know the facts about God. You should know who he truly is. What is your idea of him? Does your idea even compare to who he truly is?